Hey there, welcome to the Doing Good Business Podcast, hosted by Kelly Stewart, business strategist helping companies to do good in all aspects of their business, and me, Laura Heacock, a leadership coach helping professionals bring kindness into business. Doing Good Business is a podcast for leaders who want to bring their whole selves to work and create companies that make a real difference in the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Doing Good Business. This is Laura. I'm here, as always, with Kelly Stewart, and we have an awesome guest today. We are so excited to talk to Matthew Passy. He is the podcast consultant and host of Cause Pods podcast at causepods.org. Hey, Matthew. Thanks for being here. Hey, Laura. Hey, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Really excited to join you. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you and, and what you do, and we'll definitely dig into your awesome Cause Pod podcast. So tell us a little bit about you and your story. Oh, sure. So I started off as a radio guy working for a couple of places in New Jersey, a big talk station, then for a larger media organization. And at the end of 2014, I got laid off. The, the media company decided to exit the radio business and left podcasting at the same time. So I found myself looking around trying to figure out what I was going to do. And while I was doing that, I started to chat with some of my former colleagues and folks I used to interview all the time. They were like, you know, we really enjoyed doing the podcast. These were great marketing vehicles for us. And I thought, all right, you know, while I'm looking for a job, I can do that. I can produce those. All I need is a computer. And so I, I started doing that. And, you know, fast forward four years later, and it has eventually now turned into full-time work. I help folks who want to start a podcast by launching, setting up, uh, producing episodes, you know, showing them how to publish and promote, and in some cases how to profit from them. And then, you know, while I was having this great business and, and making money, and, and don't get me wrong, like making money was an important part, especially when um, my wife and I found out that we were having twins. I was like, oh, that's oh, going to yeah. be really important. Yeah, that money's <laughs> real important. Then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong, I love helping my clients, you know, use podcasting to make money as well. But I sort of found myself thinking, you know, this is great and all, but I don't feel like I'm making a positive impact in the world in any way, shape or form. And so it came to me one day that I could talk to podcasters that were doing this specifically for good causes. You know, the 501c3s out there, charities that were using podcasting, people who were talking about medical conditions and, you know, helping other folks who were suffering from the same ailments people who are fighting for social justice or just looking to make a positive impact in the world. And so uh, Cause Pods was sort of born out of that desire to find an altruistic way to use my talents for for the better good. And, you know, besides just highlighting folks who are using podcasting for a good cause, I also decided that we would try to raise money for everybody. And so every episode of Cause Pods, we set up a GoFundMe page or a donation link of some sort. And so we hopefully can raise a little bit of money for, you know, either the direct cause or for something that they support. And for me, this this whole project is sort of my my company CSR. You know, I lay out all the money for production and editing and, you know, the amazing assistant that I have who helps me with this. And so I, I sort of feel like this is my charitable cause um, that I'm able to, you know, give back while still, you know, being a professional podcast consultant. Matthew, I'm super curious in what you said there, where you wanted to use your talents, which I absolutely think is a fabulous idea, you know, to create a positive impact. Was there a defining moment that that hit you, or was there something in your background um, that made you think, 
aha, <laughs> you know, here's a here's a course of action for me or a path I want to take. Um, it, you know, it, it was sort of this underlying feeling that I've had for a long time that I was working in media, I was working in news and I was working for a financial news organization for a long time. And, you know, I love the news. I love being on the front line, telling the story, sharing information with folks. But for much of what I did, the information that I was sharing was basically helping rich people get richer, which it, it's okay. Like I'm not opposed to capitalism. I'm not opposed to people doing well, but it just, it was never satisfying. There was just always something inside me that was like, yeah, that's good and all, but you know, how are you helping out the less fortunate? So that was always an underlying thing. And then while I was building up the podcasting business, I had also taken some part-time work just to, you know, have a little bit of steady income coming in and partially because we had moved and wanted to establish myself in the community. So I did a lot of work for a nonprofit in the area, actually for two different nonprofits in the area. And so when I left all my part-time work just to focus on this, and I had sort of lost that piece of charitable work, charitable giving, um, that was really when I put the pressure on myself to be like, okay, that felt good. You know, we need to bring that back. We need to make a positive impact. And so, um, you know, I, I carved out the time and carved out the budget and said, you know, let's let's do this. And the truth is I'd been sitting on this URL for a while thinking, I want to do this someday. But, you know, I really said I, I, I needed it. I just, I wasn't satisfied without it. That's really cool. So do you, I'm really curious. Um, so obviously Kelly and I love the whole concept behind CausePod and the fact that you do raise money for charities with each episode. Um, do you find when you're working with your own clients, you know, helping them start their podcast, is that concept appealing in the larger market? Is that something that even comes up? Like, what do you notice as you are working with folks to start their podcast? And obviously they know that you do have this charitable piece of your own business. Well, it's funny because so many of my clients didn't know that I was doing this. I mean, I, I've, I think I've had most of my clients around long before I started cause pods and a few of them, it comes up in conversation for a lot of them. They say that's cool, but you know, I think they have their own personal ways that they give back and that they do charitable causes, you know, for them, because there are a lot of brands and small businesses, the podcast itself is, you know, an important marketing vehicle or networking vehicle. And so I don't think it really comes up a lot as far as how their podcast is going to do good. I think the podcast is going to help them accomplish their overall goals. And then from there, they have that wiggle room, have that budget, have that extra time to be able to add that in other places. Um, but yeah, I think as I'm moving forward, I would like to, you know, maybe emphasize this a little bit more in my communications with everybody, see if there are ways that Either they could get more involved in whether it be cause pods itself or helping other folks who are doing cause based podcasting since they're all podcasters now to, you know, make these positive impacts in the world. But it, it I, I guess I've sort of had a little bit of a separation of church and state between the two. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my personal goal should not necessarily hamper or interfere with their professional goals. Um but I think, you know, just even even having that question asked is now making me rethink that a little bit. And so um, I think I'm going to find some ways to, to possibly mend the two a little bit better. Yeah, I think I mean, I fully support that. Right. Like your goals with your clients become your clients goals. And, you know, the fact that this is important to you can influence who 
you work with and, and options that you give to them. And it is, you know, it will be curious. Maybe we'll uh, touch base in another year and see, you know, what has come of potentially introducing the idea of, you know, podcast giving back or having some sort of social mission to, to future clients. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny though. I would say it does work the other way though, a lot more often where when I am talking to potential or actual people who are podcasting for a cause, the cause potter, so to speak, I do find myself as I'm evaluating their shows, as I'm looking at their links, as I'm looking at their, the way they display, you know, saying to myself, oh, as a professional consultant, by the way, you should be doing blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah to help grow your show and, you know, not charging them for the time, right? Like just saying to myself, like, there's another way that I give back, you know, this information that is normally paid for or, you know, compensated through the work that I do for other people. I say, look, you're doing a great cause. You deserve this expertise as well. And and hopefully I've made a difference in their show success by, you know, sharing it in reverse. Awesome. I think, too, there would be opportunity for you to show them through through modeling how, how you're doing all of this and, and making it part of your organization, part of your your services, it shows them there's an opportunity to take their corporate social responsibility out of a silo for your business clients and, and really kind of pull it into more of their business practices. And I think for too long, it's, that's where CSR has been. It's kind of been siloed on the outside of the organization in separate departments. But the trend is definitely to bring more of that good throughout the whole organization. Not only how are we um, designing programs for people in our community, which is what a lot of CSR is, but how are we treating our employees? How are we treating our suppliers and our vendors? So I think that there's an opportunity for you um, to do that. And I love the fact that you're already modeling that in the way you structure your business model. Yeah, and, and in one place that I'm really thinking about that is Part of what I'd like to do also with cause pods is to build out a community of folks who are podcasting for a cause or thinking about podcasting for a good cause and then turning to some of the vendors, some of the popular companies that are out there servicing the podcasting industry and saying, hey, look, there's all these folks out there who want to do this, who are, you know, who who believe in podcasting as a way to spread their positive message. Are there ways that we could help them, you know, maybe negotiate right. nonprofit rates for them or, or something like that. So yeah, I, I am starting to think about it. Factor. Yeah. And so in some ways, I'm trying to hopefully harness this positive community and see if we can get them more help, more support, more resources at a at a price point that, you know, makes it attainable. Mm-hmm. It's funny, we, um, it sounds like the co op model of doing business. Yeah. And we one of the, the previous guests that we had, on our podcast was Jamila Medley, who's the executive director for uh, an organization called PACA, the Philadelphia Alliance for Cooperative. Nope, Philadelphia Alliance for Cooperative something association. <laughs> Philadelphia Area Cooperative Alliance. There it is. <laughs> Kelly for the win. Um, and, and it's very much following what you just described. Is you know bringing organizations together, and you know you basically you have more buying power, right? Like if you bring together two, three dozen Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York area podcasts that are, you know, somehow cause-based podcasts, nonprofit organization podcasts, they then have more buying power when they go to, you know, an editor or studio space, a producer, you know, what have you, the things that go into to making a podcast. And, you know, it does become a, a cooperative podcast alliance in a way. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, by doing that, like, let's say we turn to one of the hosting companies, you know, one that rhymes with Bibson, 
Uh, you know, maybe they could go out there and say, hey, we are now offering a special nonprofit discount for folks who want to do a yeah. podcast. And, you know, that will create goodwill for them as they're approaching even the nonprofit space. You know, someone will see that and say like, oh, wow, like they're not just about dollars and cents. They are looking to do good in the world. And and that's not to say that they don't already want to do good, good in the world. But, um, you know, absolutely, it could right. potentially help them as well. It expands it. And I think that's one of the things that I love about the word positive or as the things about positivity. You know, it's the stuff that gives meaning to our lives. And when you have that, it's expansive as opposed to being something that contracts or withers and dies on the bond. So I think it's, it's good when people like causes can come together. And as you're, you both are describing, you know, there's a great strength in that. And there's also for the company that wants to expand the do, the good that they're doing, you might have a group of, of cause potters. I love it. <laughs> I know, it's great. You might, might have a group of cause potters, right, that are in the health and wellness area. And there may be a, you know, small, mid-sized or large corporation out there that really that's their, their do-good component, you know, and how can they all work together. So instead of the company having to build the infrastructure around that, here's introduce them to the cause potter you know, and, and there's opportunity in there for them to all work together so and it all starts with someone who decides like Matthew Patsy to say hey I can do this differently and there's more and I can, I can use my strength to make that happen well and and really I, I hope I do I think I've been in you know first launching this podcast I was searching the iTunes store and looking for various folks who were doing just that using podcasting for a good cause or their nonprofit. And I was a little disappointed, actually, in the results that I initially found, there weren't a lot of current cause based podcasts. And so I'm hoping that one by doing this, I can encourage more people to jump into the space. Um, but even just in talking about it, just in putting out that positive vibe in, you know, talking about this experience in you know, regular podcasting forums and groups, I found a lot more people that are doing it that I didn't know about. So there is this great thing about, you know, putting it out there and into the world and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, letting it sort of grow that way. So what have you seen that actually makes me really curious, you know, what have you noticed in, you know, the podcasting industry as a whole is, is obviously gigantic. I always liken it to like, you know, it's, podcasting is to 2019, what blogging was to 2009. Um, but like, so what have you noticed as far as, you know, what kinds of podcasts are you seeing out there? You know, what is kind of the trajectory for the more cause-based podcast? What have you seen in your experience? Well, I think a few things that I've seen. One is that, um, medical is a big part of this space. There's a lot of folks who, you know, maybe they had a battle with cancer or, you know, maybe they've had to support a family member that's been dealing with dementia or, you know, MS or something like that. And so a lot of them, they start these podcasts almost as a way to help themselves. You know, there's a little bit of selfishness in it, which is fine. You know, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. It's either sure. uh, it's either like an outlet for them to express what they're feeling or to build up a virtual support group. And they find immense success in doing that because they are doing it from such a true and genuine place and they have such a passion for the topic that they've had a lot of success doing that so you know that's one area that i see it and it definitely highlights a lesson for all podcasters which is don't just do it because you want to have a podcast or because podcasts are cool like you need to have a passion for it you need to have a real genuine belief in what you're doing to 
have any success. And I mean, that does stretch out even beyond the medical space. A lot of the folks that I've spoken to about this, they are so passionate about what they're doing. I mean, they, they have to be if they are working in the nonprofit space or volunteering in the nonprofit space or putting in this extra time and effort into creating media for something that they believe in, which truthfully is not going to have a huge financial return in many cases. And even if it does, in many cases, those are donations that it's not like they enjoy a commission or anything like that off of. So, um, you know, what I'm seeing among cause potters is that it's a really passionate group of folks that have discovered that this medium is a great way to tell their story. And that's probably the big takeaway is that the the biggest strength of podcasting is this ability to tell a story. You know, blogging is great, but people can't necessarily feel the tone and the intonation that you're trying to express when you're blogging. Video is cool, although I think video uh, video is catchy, it's flashy, it you know captures more attention, it's given more credence on social media networks. They love to promote video on their networks when in your feed and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but video sort of allows you to be a little bit lazy because you have all these other ways that you can express what you're trying to say and tell the story and visuals and things like that. But when it comes to podcasting and audio, you have to really tell the story. And you have to do that through good writing. You have to do that through, you know, your, the tone of your voice, the passion that you're conveying. You know, it, it's even, I don't remember the exact quote, but it's not even so much, they, they talk about this when it comes to playing piano. It's not even so much the notes that you play, but it's the notes that you don't play, or it's the pauses mm-hmm. in between those notes. So yeah. you can really use your voice to penetrate somebody's ear and therefore their mind and really really get them to understand what you're trying to say, why it's important to you, why you're passionate about it, and why they should join you in whatever that mission is that you're working on. And I know, you know, you're right. I know, you know, everybody that has anything to do with social media knows the algorithms and knows that video gets highest priority as far as, you know, views or however many people are going to see it. But I also think that there's something about the medium of podcasting, which is more accessible. I just think about, you know, the days that I spent in cubicle land, you know, I can't sit there watching YouTube videos, but sometimes you can plug in headphones and listen to a podcast. You can't watch videos on Facebook, please don't, in the car, <laughs> <laughs> but you can listen to podcasts and it just becomes such a, a universally accessible way, you know, and, you know, accessible in other terms, a lot of people are um, transcribing podcasts for those who have hearing challenges. You know, it just, to me, I always think that audio... You know, even text and, and written articles, like I always think that there is such, it, it's easier to access them than it can be to do, you know, YouTube videos and, and social media videos and things like that. So I, that's my personal feeling on it. And I also love what you said about, you know, you have to just be passionate about the reason you're putting the podcast together. And we talk in the business world and Kelly and I have talked a lot of a big fan of Simon Sinek's work and knowing your why and just knowing that, you know, that's true in corporate. It's true if you're an entrepreneur. It's true if you're a podcast host. Like you have to have that touchstone and that connection point to come back to to understand. Like why am I doing this work? Why is it important to me? You know what is it that makes me want to produce this show at whatever frequency I decide to produce it? So it's I love just hearing that that whole concept is I think truly universal. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And and to go back to what you were saying about accessibility of the podcasting, it's funny because mm-hmm. I think there's still a, cons- a misconception that 
accessing podcasts is difficult because it is still somewhat new to people and unfamiliar territory. But once you have done it, once you have figured it out, once you access your first podcast and figure out how to listen to it in your car, like you're hooked and you will stop listening to radio. You'll stop listening to music. You'll be listening to podcasts wherever you do it. And so I, I think we also, as the podcasters, we also have to do a better job of conveying that ease of accessibility where we're not and also to your other point right like podcasting is one of the few forms of media that you can do simultaneously while doing other things i mean right you know i've seen people at the gym who are reading a magazine while they're on the treadmill i don't know how that they does do not it. go well i would fall <laughs> on my face that is, yeah. i am not that girl <laughs> yeah no i i don't know how they do it i can't do it but right like you can listen to a podcast while you're working out you can listen to a podcast yeah. while you're doing chores around the house doing the dishes mm-hmm. driving your car to your point, you can do it while you're working in some cases. And the great thing is, is because your your mind is like driving is a good example for me when I'm driving my my I don't have to focus on the road like I, I'm I am focused on the road. But because I do it so often, because it's just such a a natural instinct for me to know how to drive, I can drive. I can drive well. I can drive safely, but I'm able to really focus on what I'm listening to and get so much from it. Whereas, right, so many other things were so easily distracted, but you know, you're working out. And so your mind is kind of clear to focus on the material. You're doing the dishes, your mind is kind of clear to focus on the podcast, you're driving, you know, you can really absorb and get into that material. So yeah, it's it's a great medium to also do while you are engaging in some of these other activities. I mean, I'm sure some of our bosses don't want to hear this. But <laughs> It's true. A lot of workers can a lot of workers can listen to a podcast while they're, you know, running some menial chores at, at the office. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I can't speak for everyone on this. I don't know if Laura feels the same way, but for me, the podcasting provides a, a welcome choice or alternative to constantly having my eyeballs on the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know by the end of the day, my, my poor little eyeballs are all red. And so to even say, sometimes even to read a print book, I'm like, I can't do that today. But I can listen to a podcast. And I enjoy it. We, um, I just listened to a book on a car trip not too long ago, my husband and I. And it was funny because we so engrossed in it. Again, like you, driving safely, all those good things. But I said to him, I'm not sure. I would be as into this book if I was reading it because mm-hmm. it was something in the intonation. The narrator was just really wonderful at drawing that picture. And that said earlier, and I, I have to agree with that. I think it just provides a, a again, a welcome alternative to screen time. Yeah. And, and of course to anybody listening, who's producing a podcast or thinking about one, you still have to think about all these other tools. I mean, you have to write a pretty sizable blog to go along with your podcast to make it searchable. And you should think about producing short video clips and other video media to promote your podcast. Like you can't live in an audio vacuum just because the technology just doesn't work as well that way. But, you know, focus on your audio first, focus on the story you're telling first, focus on not the thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of people who are potentially listening, but focus on that one person on the other end and just talk to them. Just think about the one listener and engage with that person and you will be so good at what you do. So Matthew, that is great advice. 
for um, anyone who's, who's going into this foray. And I'm going to ask you one other question. Um, maybe there's an answer to this. Maybe there really isn't, and that's okay too. Um, what does the future hold for podcasting? Oh, my God. <laughs> right? <laughs> there's... Real easy one. We're just going to wind up with an easy last question, Matthew. Simple. I'm so glad that your show typically goes about two to three hours. So, um, <laughs> um, I mean, the truth is, I, I don't know what the future, like, I think there are ideas in podcasting that haven't even been explored yet and that we're waiting to uh, explore that I'm looking forward to. But I think some of the trends that are out there today that are just starting to take hold or just starting to get noticed that you could be thinking about are the emergence of short form daily podcast. Not every podcast has to be 20 minutes or an hour. They can be two to three minutes of just short digestible content. Like here's your daily affirmation for the day, or here's your daily tip for, you know, being a better professional or, or you know, how to improve your business with positivity. Um, it also means that you could possibly get included in say, smart home speakers, you know, the one from Amazon, which I don't want to say her name because then I'll probably activate somebody's speaker accidentally or, you know, the <laughs> Google one or Siri or something like that. Um, I think that's one trend that's happening. The other thing too, and this might not be as applicable to your audience necessarily, but I find it's just an interesting one is the idea of fictionalized podcasts, sort of this 180 and going, looking back as we move forward. So going back to the golden days of radio with, you know, audio dramas and serials and fictionalized stories. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, don't get me wrong. There are folks who are already doing it and doing it well, but I think we have barely scratched the surface of the potential for that. And maybe, mm -hmm. and maybe I'm just not thinking about it, but maybe your business could be involved in that. Maybe there is a way for you to tell your story through, some form of fiction story. Um, right. but yeah, but yeah. So, I mean, I think those are just two places that are, you know, exciting Matthew, trends. You just, you just landed right into my head. So yeah, <laughs> I've got a story going on inside of me almost all the time. So, um, that was fascinating. Thank you. And, and, uh, as Laura said, <laughs> easy question. Sorry about that, <laughs> but you handled it very well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew, so much. Um, where can our guests find you? What should they be excited about that is coming from you in the near future, not necessarily the whole future of the podcasting <laughs> industry? <laughs> uh, well, if you are excited about the idea of CausePods, you can go to causepods.org. And I think, uh, depending on when this episode drops, either recently dropped or coming up will be, uh, I recently hosted a podcast from a live charity event for the National Kidney Foundation that I think was a lot of fun that, that people will enjoy. Um, I recently had two women on from the Doing Good Business podcast that I think will be... Oh, my God, we've heard of that one. It's one of our favorites. <laughs> oh, nice. Excellent. So that'll be a great one to check out. Uh, all that's going to be at causepods.org. I'm excited. I found a whole new list of people to check out. So excited about the new folks coming in 2019. And, you know, if you're just a a business who was hearing this and thinking, you know, podcasting really is a place that we can be in or we're doing it and we're just not sure if we're doing it right. Um, the podcast consultant is the best way to reach me for all those services. Uh, the other thing too is if you've already launched a podcast and, you know, you took it on yourself, you read up, you watch YouTube videos, all these different things, and you're just not sure whether or not it's effective, um, audit my podcast is something new that I started where I can just come in, take a look top to bottom, what are you doing right? What are you doing wrong? 
what can we do to fix it so that you are not limiting your potential with the podcasting? I love that. Awesome. And we'll link to all of that awesome stuff in our show notes. Matthew Passy, thank you so much for being with us here today on Doing Good Business. Oh, it has been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And we would love to hear from you. Send your comments, your questions, suggested topics to podcast at doinggoodbusiness.com. If you'd like, visit our website of the same name, doinggoodbusiness.com. Remember, you can always rate and review us wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. Feel free to share it. Until next time, we encourage you to take one small step toward doing good business.